How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Front Office U Podcast. My name is Nathan, along with my four other hosts. We have RK, Ryan Carney, Clayton, Ryan, and Victor. On today's episode, we're going to be going a little bit more into detail on our background, specifically focusing on our college experience. Currently, there are two hosts here who are still in college, but three of the five hosts here at the Front Office Podcast are recently graduated, graduated um, from their universities not too long ago, whether it be in May. And we're just going to go into detail on how to use college to your advantage. You know, as college students um, trying to get into the sports industry, it's really important on the time that you use within your, your time at college and the connections that you make is what's going to set you apart to help you attain those roles. So we're going to go into several topics here. And before we go into those topics, um, I definitely want to give you guys a little bit more background on us and kind of how we went about, you know, the whole college process and why we went to the schools that we went to. So I think I'm just going to start it off with the school that I went to at the University of Iowa. I'll go a little bit into detail about my decision, then we'll just um, send it off to RK here, who is a recent University of Iowa alum as well. Um, so for me, my journey trying to figure out as to like what college I wanted to go to, if I'm being honest with everybody um, that is listening, I did not know about sports management or any sports management careers out there. Like I had no idea that there were careers in sports outside of like being a coach or like, you know, being the next Billy Bean, general managing an entire baseball organization. So like for me, like going into college, like getting a career in sports wasn't even a thought. Like I went into college being an open major. And, you know, when it came to that decision, um, I knew I wanted to go to a Big Ten school. And then from there, I kind of just weighed out my options. And after, you know, receiving different financial aid, financial aid letters and visiting different universities, I managed to lock down my top two to the University of Wisconsin and the University of Iowa. And then when I finally took that final visit to the University of Iowa and finally went inside Kinnick Stadium for the first time, it was kind of like, you know, it was the right fit for me. And I knew that I wanted to go to that university. And again, like I said, like I had no idea about the sports management program until that final visit. Um, and once I got to that final visit, I met a great um, person by the name of Dan Matheson, who was the director of the SRM program there. And after that, the rest was kind of history. I fell in love with the SRM program and what they were all about. And, you know, ever since then, I've kind of been involved and immersed myself within the program. And, um, you know, the rest is kind of history. Now trying to work my way into, you know, setting a name for myself within this program and being the leader and helping others in any way that I can. So that's just kind of a little bit of my background. Um, uh, growing up in the city of Chicago, I always knew that I wanted to be in a big college atmosphere. And that's exactly what I got here at the University of Iowa. I'm super excited um, for the next couple of years, this year and next year. And then uh, we'll see what happens after graduation. But uh, yeah, like I said, that's my background. Ryan Carney here, he is the recent graduate from the University of Iowa, graduated in May of 2021. So Ryan, why did you choose Iowa and did you know about the SRM program before even um, graduated high school? Sure. Thanks, Nathan. Uh, nice background on yourself as well. Glad to hear that. Always helps to hear other people in a similar situation to me being from Chicago suburbs myself then making the trip to the University of Iowa. So definitely was really glad about that decision. Loved my four years as a Hawkeye. Um, and yeah, actually, I, I was aware of the sport and rec management program at Iowa before I tended to choose there. Um, I'm kind of in a strange situation where I kind of knew what I wanted to do for kind of my career at a very young age. I was probably about 15 years old when I 
I decided that I really wanted to make a commitment towards working in hockey full time. So very glad that that was able to work out. So I did have a good indication that I wanted to be studying sports management. So I did some research on what schools had programs. And I went to a really big high school in the Chicago suburbs. I went to Stevenson High School um, for those maybe familiar with the area. So really big high school. So I knew I wanted to go to a pretty big school for college as well. So Iowa met some of that criteria with having a sports management program that was pretty nice along with a pretty big school and a nice college atmosphere. So I was definitely really glad to how things played out there, but yeah, you, you mentioned it specifically with Iowa's program, Nathan. I mean, Dan Matheson does an unbelievable job at, at getting students prepared. And um, you know, I took a, a practicum course with him working with the Chicago Blackhawks, which was an incredible uh, boost for my career at a very young age when I was still like 19 years old learning from Dan. Um, so he was a huge help for me. So um, really enjoyed it and, and really glad that uh, things were worked out and, and really uh, advocate for, um, you know, doing that kind of advanced research on, you know, what schools may be right for you in terms of your area. Of course, this podcast really focusing on the sports industry. So good to do some research on it because it's not common at every single school that they would have a sports management department. So I think it is a nice advantage if you're able to give it to yourself. Yeah, no, of course, 100%. I definitely, I know we've had some great times here at the University of Iowa. And I think what's interesting about us here, us five here in the call, is we have such a diverse group. And when it comes to, you know, like the college side, we have Midwest, um, and we also have West Coast, we have Big Ten, Pac-12, and also with the University of Wisconsin lacrosse. The, tenant, the amount of people that go um, to the University of Iowa and the University of Wisconsin lacrosse is definitely different. So I'm very curious to hear about your two perspectives, Victor and Clyde. And Victor, I'll let you go first. What kind of like went into the decision as to why you chose the University of Wisconsin lacrosse? And what were some of your key takeaways that you took throughout your experience there at college? Yeah, Nathan, I think you have it, you know, around the bun when it comes to, you know, bigger college, everyone likes, you know, the Big Ten. They always talk about University of Minnesota, Iowa. Um, and for me, it was always trying to figure out where I was going to fit best. Um, for me, I like to, of course, be able to develop from, you know, a college like University of Wisconsin lacrosse was able to give me those opportunities to grow the program as well as myself versus being around you know, a bigger college where there's a ton of people that are going to be competing against you. Um, and so I don't want to say I took the easy way out, but um, overall, like, you know, my thing was to play college hockey. So I played two years at community college, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I, I took that time to research, you know, the sports industry and see where I wanted to, to end up. And, you know, the schools that came to my mind was if I want to play hockey, St. Cloud State, to, you know, play D1, River Falls to, you know, play D3 or lacrosse to be able to go in a career that um, I could see myself pursuing, you know, to the years to come. Um, and the big takeaway for me was figuring out what was going to be the best for my development. And once I went to the University of Wisconsin lacrosse, meeting with you know, the advisors there and stuff, you know, kind of gave me an idea that, you know, this program needs to, some help on being able to give more students like myself and Clayton a chance to get in the sports industry, competing against these other big 10 teams, um, you know, such as Iowa. You know, Iowa is always a, you know, or overall a school that, we look at and, you know, kind of follow and based off of, um, you know, seeing RK, of course, as well as Nathan continue to success, you know, we want to build our own success here at University of Wisconsin lacrosse. So, you know, the, the big reason was I wanted to go and, you know, create something and continue to see it grow, you know, over the years to come. So I was able to, you know, get involved and look through the last two years before I was, you know, 
put in a leadership position what I wanted to change. I mean, the, the big thing was being able to get University of Wisconsin lacrosse up there to the level of Iowa, which, you know, we're still not at, but like the big thing is, you know, what can you do to get better? And, you know, with this pandemic, um, it's continuing to better yourself. And you know, if you're from a you know, smaller college, like what can you do? And for me, it was basically reaching out to University of Iowa, getting them you know, to be able to give me some, some tips and, you know, RK as well as, uh, Ryan at University of Washington, you know, building those relationships and seeing the, the club grow. Um, but ultimately, it's just it's a smaller school and I'm more of a kind of reserved person. Overall, when I grew up, I only had one neighbor and never saw him at all. So I uh, really didn't have any neighbors or anything. So I wanted to go to school that um, was smaller. And then I was able to build my resume um, and then be, a, you know, a student that people looked up to versus just a number um, when you're going to like a bigger school. Yeah, no, Victor, I think you bring up several great points. I especially want to highlight the fact of this picking a school where you fit in. Like, I feel like a lot of times people always recognize the Big Ten schools, you know, the University of Michigan or, you know, the, the worldwide known schools such as like NYU or at USC. Like a lot of the times it's not all about the name. One thing I definitely do recommend is going out to visit you, the universities that you're interested in. Get to know some of the staff, get to know the environment, because at the end of the day, it's really all about what you prioritize and what's best fit for you. So I definitely want to echo that message there that you're saying. And uh, I 100% agree with you there. It definitely is all about finding what's best for you and what you want and what you want to accomplish throughout your career in college. Um, moving along from that, Clayton, you're also a University of Wisconsin lacrosse alum, recently graduated, and now you're working <clears throat> within in the sports industry. I'm definitely curious as to what key takeaways throughout your four years there at that university? Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of along the lines of Victor, I mean, obviously we went to the same school, so there's got to be a couple overlapping reasons why we chose it. I was one, like I grew up about 30 minutes down the road from University of Wisconsin-Madison, and I mean, so I've been there my whole life, and the big college life, the big college town, it never really appealed to me. I was was more of a I was a small town farm kid kind of thing and uh just it just didn't seem like it was a good fit so I honestly didn't even apply to like any big schools like that uh, I focused more on the d3 schools in the Wisconsin area and um my decision was down to UW Stevens Point and then UW lacrosse and I'd visited Stevens Point I'd done some basketball camps there and whatnot and when and I'd also visited lacrosse but it was on that final visit kind of like you mentioned Nathan where I'm just like this is where I need to be and I also was like going into college I had no idea what I wanted to do like I'll be completely honest I knew that I wanted to continue my football career also which a small school would help me to do um so I went to and then I played a year of football and then unfortunately uh, my career got cut short because of various like health reasons and stuff uh, but that honestly like helped catapult me into like the direction that I ultimately chose because before I was in, an, I came in undecided and then I became an exercise sports science pre-professional major. Um, like I'm not that good at science. I don't think I can be a doctor or something like that. <laughs> uh, but I knew I still like, I love sports. I love fitness. I love every aspect of uh, the exercise and sports world like that. But I also had like more of a business mind as well. 
um, but like self-sufficient at networking and reaching out to different professionals along with obviously classes and different avenues and opportunities that UWL itself gave me. And I graduated recently and then packed my bags and now I'm in sunny California. Look at you living it up in California now. What a guy. No, there's definitely tons of great information there that I definitely want to like highlight. I, I feel like going, coming out of high school, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to, you know, trying to figure out what it is you want to do. And like, it, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on like, you know, like what major do you want to be in? Or like, what do you want to do once you graduate? And I think a big key takeaway there from Clayton's story is that you really don't have to have an answer right away. It's all about, you know, learning what it, what they, what it is that you like, you know, kind of immersing yourself within university and trying to figure out what works best for you and like it's funny that you brought up you know how you got into the sciences but didn't really like it I, when I entered the University of Iowa like when I first heard of the SRM program I thought I was like what if I could be like a physical therapist or something and then I got into uh, a couple of science classes and I'm like yep that is definitely not the path for me and now I'm majoring in SRM focusing on the business side and I'm pretty sure there are tons of people out there and I've, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys as well have spoken for professionals who said they didn't even know about the sports management major or they majored in something else but now they're in the sports industry so tons of different career paths and avenues that you can take and I definitely want to emphasize that there should be no rush or focus on trying to figure out what it what it is that you want to do go at your own pace and within time things will work their way out so now moving it moving away from the midwest we have our guy Ryan Mean here who goes to the University of Washington so you're definitely the farthest one west out of any of us here. We went to Wisconsin and Iowa, all about the Midwest life. So Ryan, what ultimately led you to decide to live in the far west corner of the United States and go to the University of Iowa, uh, University of Washington, my bad. All good, Nathan, and thank you for the introduction. So I guess my story to the University of Washington was in part just being a Washingtonian growing up for most of my childhood, but then also it was a lot of different aspects, just growing up. So back in 2010, my family moved over to Bremerton, a kind of suburb of Seattle. And I recently saw an article, or at the time I saw an article about Lamborghini partnering with Boeing and working at the University of Washington to build one of their upcoming supercars. And for me, as a car fanatic, I thought, all right, if I can go to the University of Washington, I'll be able to see some Lamborghinis and be around some Lamborghinis. Just because being, being, in the sight of a Lamborghini, just got my 10 year old self excited to be like, you know what, if I'm seeing Lamborghinis at the University of Washington, why not go to that school? Although, of course, as years went on, uh, I knew that physics and engineering wasn't my route. Sports was a big thing in my, in my uh, pathway to the U University of Washington. Uh, just growing up, watching some big football games, big football programs throughout the year, kind of led me into just following this school um, throughout middle school and throughout high school, even though I knew nothing about their academic program. So all, all my connection to the University of Washington was through their sports. I had no family ties. My dad went to San Jose State. My older sister went to the rival school at Washington State University. So my whole family was a little bit confused as to why somebody with no family connections to the school would wanna go there. Um, and like I said, it's, it's a sports, uh, 2011, Isaiah Thomas was a big thing for me, just watching him play throughout Pac-10 championship and the NCAA, double, NCAA tournament, um, through the Chris Peterson era, era in college football, bringing them to the national level, 
um, to the uh, college football playoff uh, semifinals against Alabama. Just those moments in UW athletics really just kept motivating me to be like, you know what, like if I can go to that school, I'll be able to be part of that program. I'll be able to experience those really cool moments as a fan. And now three years ago, I got accepted to the school and I get into my first year and I realized like this is not what I imagined. I only went to one football game, wasn't able to go to any of the basketball games. And I realized like, man, that's a, that's a lot to go to all these games, all these extracurricular activities and still maintain school, schoolwork. So it wasn't until sophomore year that I was applying for my major in the business school competitive field over here at the University of Washington. So making sure I got my application all set up. And after one day of studying, getting prepped for exams, I had to go to the bathroom before heading home. And right above the urinals, I get a poster that says, join SMCU Dub, Sports Management Club at the University of Washington. Come join us on Thursdays. And I said, you know what? Like, I love sports. I love the University of Washington. Like, let's check this out. And after attending that meeting, we had two really cool guest speakers from the University of Washington sharing the fundraising aspect of um, UW athletics and how with alumni, they, they're, always, they're always there to root for the team, no matter how good or bad the team is. And just hearing about the, all those experiences about working in the sports industry really drew me into it. Um, and that's kind of what's been keeping me at this school. It's just kind of all those opportunities. They all led up to where I'm at today. Are they all in parallel? Of course not. I don't know how you can go from wanting to see Lamborghinis to then working in sports industry. It's kind of unparalleled, but we get here nonetheless. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think University of Washington is just a great opportunity for me because we, we don't have anything on the undergraduate level. For undergrads, we don't have a sports management major or a minor or really any sort of way to get connected to the vast sports market in Seattle with the Kraken coming up, the Seattle Seahawks, the Mariners, plenty of opportunities within sports, yet University of Washington being the biggest school in the state has little connections for their students to get involved. So that's why I joined Sports Management Club here at the University of Washington, just because we want to connect students who are eager like me, wanting to get into sports, but don't, but don't know how or really how to navigate this, how to get, how to navigate networking and, and really get your name out there, um, especially how competitive just working in sports is. 100% agree with you there, Ryan. And thank you for sharing. I think that little story that you have with the Lamborghini kind of like sums it up how everybody's story really is unique and everybody's ultimate decision as to where they want to attend. No, like no two stories are alike. I mean, we, all of us here definitely went through that periodic in our time period in our lives where we you know graduated in high school trying to figure out where we wanted to go and we ultimately ended up where we are and now we have three guys here who are in so having young successful careers in the teams that they are part of and Ryan and I are definitely trying to make our way to get to where these two, these three guys are for sure um kind of segueing into you know getting that career once you're out of college I definitely want to ask Victor here he's kind of like the king of using the student title to his advantage to not only network with um the professionals but you know with other students and staff within uh, within the college landscape so Victor my question to you to you here is what advice would you give 
other college students, you know, kind of use that college student title to their advantage to whether it be to, you know, network with professionals or to join clubs like we all were a part of or are currently a part of now. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say like I'm a professional by any means. I, you know, I learned stuff from, you know, you, Nathan, Clayton, RK, as well as Ryan. You know, we pick things up um, and some things work out, some things don't. The biggest thing for me is never waste on opportunity. If you see someone that you're connecting with and you want to actually, you know, further the conversation and say that's an organization you want to work for, you know, you got to be the first one to step up. I mean, I've had maybe two people out of all the people I connected to reach out and two of them were like, hey, do I know you? So like they weren't anything like, you know, professional settings, but um, you know, it's the same thing of professionals asking you on an interview question, like, what have you done to, you know, prepare yourself for this position? Or what have you done during the, you know, pandemic? And, you know, RK and I always have the talks as well as Clayton and everyone else on this call of, you know, what have we been doing? Um, and for me, it's, you know, putting yourself out there. Like, it's, it's easy to, you know, overthink stuff when you do send messages. I mean, you know, we all do it, but like in sales with my position now, and, you know, Clayton knows this, everyone on this call knows this, you have to put yourself out there. You're going to hear a lot of people say no, or a lot of people not even respond. Like there's times where I call people 14 times, they still haven't responded, but like, you know, you're still giving an effort and for, for LinkedIn, it's, you know, putting, using your student, um, you know, saying I'm a student at University of Wisconsin lacrosse, just you know, very intrigued of what you do on an everyday basis. Would you know love to be able to? I usually say would be honored to connect with you, and then from there, uh, that's what RK gives me. You know, kind of grief about, but uh, that's how I literally get people to you know respond, and then you know it's just like a conversation from there. The first conversations you're gonna have, like any any sales calls, are gonna be trash. They're just not gonna be um you know quality but the thing is you pick up of you know what's professional and what's not and you know kind of put an example up there is i'm going to winter classic game this year and two of the connections i reached out on linkedin are going to be there we're going to meet up in person so um you never know when the opportunity may may come up when you'll be able to do that but you have to be able to step out of your comfort zone and not you know not just you know, not be too worried about like what the results are going to be in the sports industry. Clay knows this and you know, we have talks about it all the time, but you know, someone's saying that they're going to buy season tickets and the next thing you know, something out of you know, random comes up. It's just like sending a LinkedIn message. Like you don't know if they're going to respond, but when you want to give them a chance to respond versus just leaving them out there and then, you know, say two years from now, when you want a position reaching out saying, I want a job, like when you want to build that connection and, um, you know, using your student, you know, being a student, you have that so much luxury. Like there's students that reach out to me and I respond to them because I was, you know, once in their shoe. And that's what every professional I've talked to is like, Hey, I want to help you out. You know, let me know, you know, keep in touch and everything. But the, the biggest thing is I wanted to be the person that, you know, professionals looked at first versus just being like everyone else who just, you know, I don't want to do that until last minute. And then you can see those people who struggle and they're not in the sports industry as long as because they don't have that support um, and they don't have the drive to keep on going and bettering themselves. But I mean, the overall idea of networking is being able to build that relationship over time. And, you know, Clay and I do it as well as Arcade, you know, every day when it comes to season ticket holders or our staff. I mean, it's important for us to be able to be able to adjust to 
you know, whatever is thrown at us. And in this case, you know, on LinkedIn, you never know what they're going to respond. And, you know, most people are pretty, pretty straightforward if they do respond to you or, or they'll say, Hey, I don't have any time to talk. Um, and, you know, at least you got an answer, but you got to put yourself out there. Um, and if you don't, you're not going to make it in this industry, unfortunately, for a long time. Yeah, no, 100% there, Victor. And one thing I definitely want to emphasize here is Victor has helped a lot of us here on this call. Like I, I definitely said that he was like the god of networking that from the reason because he's he definitely has taught me a lot. And um, I definitely um, am very thankful for all the help that he's provided me. I mean, I definitely am somebody that just started doing this whole like networking thing, I guess you can say, not even like a full year. And I was just speaking to everybody here before we hopped on this call here, like so much has changed and so much has been able to, you know, help lead me towards the right path because of those connections that I've made. And because I was able to step out of my comfort zone, like a year ago, I think I'd be super nervous to even hop on this call on Zoom. Like, I don't think I even talked to Ryan all that much because I was super shy and didn't really know how to go about making connections at the University of Iowa. So I definitely want to emphasize, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and doing whatever it takes, you know, to network with that professional or, you know, get that internship with whatever role or team that you want to be a part of. Um, I definitely want to go um, switch the mic over to Clayton here. You definitely mentioned how Victor here was of assistance. And I know a lot of us here have mentioned that other hosts here have helped each other in some way or another. Clinton, during your time at the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, how important do you think it is to not only, you know, network with professionals, but network with the people around you, whether it be students, faculty, and staff, like how, how much of an advantage has that been for you, you know, just being able to create great relationships with friends and peers that were either your classmates or people that you've met through clubs? Oh my gosh, it is, it's so important. It might, networking is the most important thing. Like the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Like obviously you need to know your information and you need to be smart and knowledgeable about uh, your area of expertise. But networking is so big. Like you need to know as many people as possible and kind of uh, piggybacking off what Victor was saying, a lot of like the main messages don't be, and Nathan, you mentioned it too don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. Like the worst someone can say to you is no. Like sometimes they have colorful ways of saying it or yelling or whatever, but at the end of the day, the worst they can say is no. And if they don't get back to you, try again. And if, if it still doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. Um, but like the people that do say yes, you know they're there for you and they actually, they genuinely want to see you succeed because as Victor said again, they were in our shoes, not well, some maybe longer than others ago, but either way, they were in our shoes at some point in their lives, just trying to find uh, their first job out of college and trying to absorb as much information in college as possible. And people like that, that maybe had to do it the hard way and just apply to a million jobs, they are the ones that uh, we need to listen to. But Going back to your main question, Nathan, um, it's obviously incredibly important to network with professionals and people, as I mentioned, that have, go have gone through this and they're now in full-time roles, some like directors, uh, so whether some inside sales reps still. Um, it's, it's huge to network with them and find out what works and what doesn't, what worked for them, what route they took. But at the end of the day, everyone's route's unique. And that's where the importance of networking with your peers, the same age and the same level as you, like still in college. Learn from them as well, just as much as the 
current professionals because they have different insights on things and different uh, knowledge about uh, other aspects that you might not be necessarily an expert in and you guys and you guys can help each other out and they might know someone you don't or you might know someone that they don't and it's all about learning and growing together because you're in the same classes you're the same age so it's easy to like meet and like have things in common to become friends and whatnot um and then yeah at the end of the day it's just uh someday fingers crossed we'll all be the the directors and we'll all be the leaders in the business. So maybe Victor gets promoted before me or uh, like we could be each other's bosses at some point, you know? So like, it's always good to build connections while in college that can help you down the road too and stay in touch with them. And uh, obviously me, Victor and RK and pretty quick here, Ryan and Nathan as well in full-time roles, we can also like, ask each other questions of let's what's working for you guys and what's not, and then help each other learn and grow in that aspect as well. So, you know, I definitely appreciate you sharing that Clayton, like me, myself as someone who's still in college, I think this podcast within itself is a great testament as to why networking with not only professionals, but peers is so important. Me and Ryan here have three guys who are full-time employees of professional sports organizations. And who knows, maybe a year and a half from now when Ryan and I finally got that cap and gown, Ryan, Ryan, Victor, or Clayton here are, you know, the next managers and are the ones interviewing us to get those positions. Like you really never know who the next superstar in the sports industry is going to be. So networking with your peers and fellow students is just as important as networking with those professionals because you really never know what you can learn from them. I mean, I can't I keep saying this all the time, but I can't tell you how much I've learned from Victor, RK, and Clayton and Ryan, everybody here. Everybody has different perspectives and everybody has gone about, you know, going, getting into this industry in different ways. And you never really know what you can learn or get out of having a conversation with somebody that's sitting right next to you in that lecture also. Definitely want to echo, you know, just, just simply saying hi to the person next to you or getting involved in clubs, which leads me to my next point. I definitely want to have Ryan and RK here speak on, you know, the importance of being involved within clubs, whether it be sports management clubs or sports business associations. Ryan, I'll, I'll, RK, I'll go to you first, since you were former president of the University of Iowa Club, of uh, the University of Iowa's SRM Club here. I was just a, a, a member here when you first uh, became president, and I can't tell you how helpful that club has been. Being in a leadership role for, for a club like the SRM Club, how do you think that has that helped you prepare for the position that you are now? And what advantages did you take away from being the president of a club like the SRM Club while attending a four-year university? Sure. Yeah. Good uh, question there and, and really good conversation on networking. I think you guys nailed a lot of really good points in, uh, in some of that previous discussion. So yeah, a lot of transferable skills that I was able to take from, you know, taking a leadership role with the sports management club to what I do now with the Rough Riders and that I'm managing, you know, operations of kind of all that's going on. You're really overseeing all that kind of exists within, um, you know, an organization or in this situation, a club uh, within a university. I mean, for me, you know, it's really interesting to go from kind of a, a regular member or maybe a, you know, a leadership role to then 
Glenn being, you know, kind of the top, uh, you know, person within that structure with being the president of a sports management club. So it was really cool to be able to kind of oversee all of that and um, be really the point because, um, you know, it is a nice opportunity to have a position where, you know, everyone in that, in the sports management club, they know who the president is, you know, they know who, you know, the, the top person is that's leading the meeting. So it's an opportunity for you to grow your own self and your network um, with all that are, are there. And, um, you know, I took a lot of pride in getting to know as many people on a personal level in that club as I possibly could. I really wanted to, you know, yeah, you showed up to this, you know, Zoom call today, you know, let me find out more. Like, why did you decide to do that? You know, at the end of your day, when you just finished up classes, you could easily have just gone and hang out with your friends or whatnot, but you chose to make an effort to better yourself and develop professionally. So I was, I took a lot of pride in, in really getting to know them. And I think it really transferred things over well now to with the Rough Riders, where I'm managing all of our game operations, getting in contact with our part-time staff, hiring an intern staff, you know, all of those things I think really benefited my ability to do my job now because of what I was able to have. And um, the last point I want to make on kind of the networking side of things is, um, you know, it can be intimidating at first. A lot of people hear networking and they're like, oh, I, I don't really want to do it that way. I don't want to have to, you know, I have to use this connection that my uncle had and his daughter, like uh, some people like just, it kind of puts a bad taste in their mouth when they hear like, oh, it's about who, you know, and uh, they, they're like, I don't want to do it that way. I want to do it through being, you know, diligent with my work and whatnot. And it's not to say that we aren't that way. We still are very diligent in our work. It's just that it's important to be able to utilize those around you and use, you know, your ability to get to know them and establish trust with them um, to see how you can kind of help each other out at the same time. So definitely start with the people that you do know. Um, it's easier to realize like, oh my gosh, I, uh, these people are so much ahead of me, but, you know, start with the people that you do know, the people that are right around you, your peers, uh, you know, and get to know them a little bit better. You know, there's probably some people in your life that you're like, you know, that person's pretty cool. I could send them another message, you know, once in a while, just to check in and hear how they're doing or for me, always an easy way is, you know, find out what their favorite sports team is and then send them a message once their favorite sports team has, you know, a big trade or a big game. And it's just a good way to, you know, kind of build that connection a little bit stronger and get to know them on a personal basis. It's not necessarily as uh, scary as it always has to be so formal with asking, oh, how was your career? You know, get to know them as a person at the same time. And um, starting with the people that you do know can really make that challenging a little less daunting. I 100% want to emphasize that final point there. I feel like there's a lot of negative connotation when it comes to, you know, like the word networking or, you know, trying to, um, it's not who you know, or it's not what you know, but who, you know, um, I know I definitely kind of took that aspect when I first like started learning about this. I was like, you know, I feel like just me and my hard work can do this myself, but there really are tons of advantages when it comes to, you know, networking and meeting new people. And it really doesn't have to be all that intimidating and scary. It's like Ryan said, it's as simple as just saying hi and, you know, getting to know the person next to you. Um, but whether it be with that professional, getting to know their personality and not just their career, trying to, you know, milk a bunch of answers from them about, you know, professional standards or like professional questions. It's, it can easily be as simple as, you know, having a conversation about the, the Red Sox whooping on the Yankees today. Like it, it really is. <laughs> Is that simple so um I, that's a point i definitely want to emphasize there to anybody listening um as me like i said i was somebody who struggled a lot with you know just having regular conversations like i remember speaking to rk for the first time at our first srm club meeting like i was super nervous and now look at me we're co-hosting a podcast together and now i'm the vice president of the srm club like it, it really goes to show how somebody has you know uh, closed-minded and scared and, and anxious about meeting new people can really change once you finally get out of their comfort zone and actually do that. 
um, kind of transitioning away from me. And now, um, I, Ryan, I definitely, you mentioned a little bit earlier how you got into the club um, because you saw a poster at a urinal, which is, like, I think, kind of a funny story considering where you are now in the leadership position that you hold within that club, you know. And you mentioned that the University of Washington isn't a school that, you know, has, you know, those undergraduate programs. Um, that, you know, help students get navigate their way into the sports industry. So for you, as somebody who goes to a school who doesn't have opportunities like the University of Iowa or other schools, how important and beneficial has being a part of that club been for you? And what kind of have been some of the key takeaways that you've taken away from being within a, the leadership position and being a part of that club? For sure. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, being part of SMCU Dev, especially leading it, has brought me into a lot of cool people, especially meeting with RK right here. Um, actually, how RK and I got um, in connected with each other was through actually the Washington State University's Sports Management Club. He put their their uh, Instagram profile, uh, sent a direct message to my club and to Ryan's club over at Iowa University by SRM. And I just made the I just made the effort. I just said, hey, you know what? Like, I'm down to see what you guys are doing over at your clubs. Love to get something scheduled. And really, since there, Ryan and I, Ryan and RK and I've really developed a strong relationship just off an Instagram um, direct message. So, don't feel like if you are networking somebody that it has to be on LinkedIn or has to be an email. It can honestly just be in any form of way, any form of contact. It could be through Instagram, Snapchat. You name it, as long as you find that connection through sports or through uh, your interest and your passion to, to work in this industry, people are going to see it. People are going to be like, you know what, I see potential in this person working uh, in this industry and I want to help them out. And another thing for me, especially leading um, SMCU Dub through its second year of operations and still being a new club, it's just reaching out to alumni as well, reaching out to alumni who are in the industry and also come to me and always say that like yeah I wish I had something like this while I was at the University of Washington just because you're given a lot more knowledge and a lot more insight into a pretty rigorous role. Um, one thing that I hear a lot about the sports industry is that it's 98% grit, 2% glamorous and even though it's going to be that way I still love to do it and a lot of my club members still want to get into it as well but having that knowledge beforehand, before getting to an internship or before, before deciding on the career after college gives you a lot of, gives you an upward advantage because you get to decide like, okay, who am I going to work with for the, for an internship opportunity in between my sophomore and junior year? Um, with my club, it's all, always about kind of what are my members interested in? Um, what kind of sports are they interested in? And what do they need to do to get to that next opportunity with this upcoming year? A lot of interested members are trying to get into sports analytics and sports statistics, sports statistics. Dang, that's a hard word to say. I didn't think it'd take that hard, but essentially they want to get into data science in sports and data science is a rigorous role, even more rigorous than I would, I would assume it, I would assume it to be, but I'm sure with great guidance and some great actions by my members, I think they can get to where they where they see themselves within the sports industry. So long story short, my leadership so far this, this past year and this year is um, really all about taking care of the opportunities that you have, regardless of how it's formulated or, or its appearance.
if you see an opportunity, take it. Thank you for sharing that, Ryan. I think there's if there's one big takeaway that you get from everybody's stories here, it's, you know, get out of your comfort zone and be be a part of as many opportunities as you can. Like you really never know who you're going to meet, what you're going to learn or what takeaways you're going to get away from being a part of that opportunity. I mean, Ryan and RK here learned through and met each other through an Instagram DM. Clayton and Victor, I met them through some Zoom call that we had on some random day in the middle of last semester. Like it's completely crazy how far we've come just through simply using technology and messaging and social media to connect with one another. Like, like Ryan said there at the end, like there, you can contact anyone in a variety of ways. It doesn't have to be LinkedIn. It doesn't have to be an email. Um, I remember just last semester, we had a guest speaker and I found him on TikTok. He was a content creator for the Chiefs and I DM'd him and next thing you know, he was a guest speaker for our club. So you really never know how you're going to be able to make those connections and meet new people and, and, you know, learn from what they do and what they've been doing. So uh, thank you guys for sharing your stories. I, I, I really enjoyed hearing about your backgrounds and kind of how you guys navigated the college world. I know I definitely have learned a lot from everybody here on this call and I definitely appreciate you guys sharing those stories with us. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to this Front Office U episode. Um, I definitely am appreciative of everybody here, and I think this was such a great episode on networking and how to use that college experience and student life to your advantage in order to help progress and, you know, get ahead when it um, puts set yourself apart from other students. Um, again, thank you guys for listening. Before we head on out, um, I definitely want to go around the horn here and see if anybody has some final thoughts and, you know, get ways in which that our listeners can connect with you guys. Victor, I'll start with you. Are there any final thoughts that you have here? And uh, what are the ways in which our listeners can connect with you? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest takeaway here from what we've all talked about is, you know, going out of your comfort zone and knowing that if you're not doing it, someone else is. That was the biggest thing for me is like, I always knew someone else was doing it. So I was like, I don't want to be the, you know, the normal. I want to be in the area. It's just like a you know, being an athlete, like the athletes that continue to succeed and grow their their career, like a Mike Trout or, I mean, McDavid for hockey, RK knows, um, Connor McDavid, uh, Patrick Kane, um, you know, LeBron James, they're always looking to get better and they're not going to have anything get in their way. So I think the biggest way, the biggest takeaway there is, um, you know, constantly trying to better yourself no matter how awkward it might be at the start um, but being able to you know continue to watch your career like I look back now and like I was the same thing with Nathan I had terrible conversations that first couple times but you know the big things you you take from what you learn from that and then you move it on and everything and um, you know if anyone does have any questions or they want to ask you know questions you know I'm free um, on, on LinkedIn um, you know, I have a, I have a job, so it's going to be a little bit more hectic now with the season starting. I mean, RK and Clay know, know this with their season starting here in a couple of weeks, so it'll be more, more strenuous, but, um, you know, feel free to re reach out on me on, on LinkedIn. Um, that's going to be my space, my Facebook. I'm on there 24 seven. So I won't miss your message. If anything, you know, give me a couple of days if it's during the season, but um, definitely feel free to reach out. I want to definitely you know, be able to help you out as well as you know, everyone else has helped me on this call. So that's the big takeaway for me. I highly recommend you reaching out to Victor Anderson here. Super helpful to not only me, but I'm pretty sure everyone here on this call can agree that he has tons of great advice and knowledge to share. So definitely feel free to reach out to him if you have any further questions. Ryan, 
The floor is yours, man. Any final thoughts and or takeaways? And then how can people get connected with you? Definitely. Uh, final thoughts for all my college students out there. Just enjoy your time in college, especially with the transition. Back in person, having my first few weeks back in school, you really appreciate being with people around you, just having those moments to, to reconnect with friends. I've reconnected with a few friends just by passing by them on campus. So every, just enjoy while you can, enjoy the college experience while you can. Take your student card to the fullest advantage by reaching out to professionals and really learning like as a student, what can I do to better prepare myself for a career in sports? But of course, at the end of the day, your experience is how you want to create it but feel free to reach me out on linkedin yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> thank you for sharing that ryan definitely take advantage of those student days and uh, yeah have fun enjoy your time time's gonna fly by quick like i still can't believe that i'm a junior graduated next year and i'm pretty sure the people who have already graduated going into their careers came by like it was just yesterday that they were college students so definitely agree with you there ryan clayton my man um what, what, what are your final takeaways from today's episode here and uh, how, how can people reach out to you? Uh, just, <clears throat> just what Victor and Ryan said, get out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to take a leap. I mean, look at me. I never thought I'd be living in California and here I am. Like, just kind of got to go with the flow and when opportunities present themselves, don't be scared. I mean, it's okay to be scared, but at the end of the day, you can't let fear get in the way of success if you really want it. And then just what Ryan said, yeah, make sure you take advantage of your college days and have fun. Also work hard and meet as many people as possible and learn as much as you can. And at the end of the day, it's all about how you can set yourself apart pretty much. So listen to podcasts, um, hopefully this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, read books. And just, yeah, be a sponge, absorb as much knowledge as you can while you can. And ultimately that'll lead you to success. And just like Victor and Ryan, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm always on there at least at some point in the day, obviously with busy season coming, it might be few and far between that I'll get back to you. Give me a couple of days. I promise I've seen it. I won't forget, but yep, LinkedIn. It's like the good old saying, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So definitely take advantage of all the opportunities that people that there is to offer. You never really know what, how, how it's going to benefit you in the long run. And for, for the, I know we haven't been using last names here. So Clayton Rattle is, is his full name, R-A-D-L on LinkedIn. Please feel free to reach out to him. He's definitely been super helpful, not only me, but to everybody here. Um, I have the front office, you podcast. But uh Closing us out here, RK, my man, um, what are some of your final takeaways from today's episode and how can people get connected with you? Sure. Yeah. Really good discussion. Uh, definitely geared more towards kind of that younger audience, you know, people kind of early on in their college career. So always good to kind of get ideas and, and find out ways that you can kind of expose yourself because a lot of people don't know what they want to do really early on. So the more opportunities that you expose yourself and take note of what you do and do not like is very important because that'll help you out in your networking conversations as you come along. You're like, oh yeah, I went to this one, you know, football game and I thought it was really cool. Like those are experiences that are going to be really beneficial for you down the line. So doing things 
things, you know, outside of the classroom, you know, on your own time and uh, seeking out those opportunities, not waiting for them to come to you, um, you know, reaching out to, you know, whoever you can um, and starting with the people that you already know. I think that's really kind of the best advice that I can go at that. And then uh, as for ways you can get in touch with me, yeah, LinkedIn's great and whatnot. I'll also shout out my Twitter. I love being on Twitter. Twitter is one of my favorite social media platforms. So you can follow me on there at roadkill823, uh, classic nickname for me. So uh, still rocking that. So definitely give me a shout on Twitter. Uh, always love talking football and whatnot with people on there. So um, yeah, it's been a good one. So I'm glad to have it and, and good job hosting for you as well, Nathan. I'll let you wrap it up here. Appreciate that, RK. Definitely. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I mean, these guys pretty much summed it all up. I think, you know, getting out of your comfort zone is super important. Networking is going to be the key to setting yourself apart. Um, if I have to say anything different, I also just want to highlight the fact that learning outside of the classroom is probably just as, if not more important than it is in the classroom. Getting those outside experiences, whether it's being internships, um, a, a role, it doesn't even have to be a career, being a part of clubs, you know, using your time to network on LinkedIn, listening to podcasts, reading books, doing anything you can to grow and learn as much as you can about this industry is going to, you know, speak volumes by the time you graduate college and it's definitely been beneficial to me like I can't tell you how much I've learned outside of the you know classroom and at times it's a lot more beneficial than what you are actually doing inside so um, if there's any like final message that I can give you know like I said take advantage of as many opportunities as you can outside of the classroom and you're definitely going to be able to set yourself up for success in the long run but uh that's really all I got today, guys. Again, thank you all, Victor, RK, Ryan, and Clayton for joining me on tonight's episodes. And thank you to everybody listening. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Appreciate it. And uh, closing it out now for the Front Office U podcast.